Welcome to Coloring the Melody. I'm Nora. And I'm Darlene. And we are two female music teachers of color discussing the realities of life and aiming to break the norm in education. Our mission with this podcast is to contribute a different voice in topics such as music, education, faith, and multiculturalism. So sit back and enjoy! Everybody and welcome to season two, episode one of Coloring the Melody. This is Darlene here, and we are so excited you are here to join us again on our journey to talk about things we are super passionate about in education and so forth. So we have been a, on a bit of a break last fall. We pushed out some episodes in. August, September, October, and then the school year just was absolutely wild. And we thought, you know what? We need to just take a mental break and then come back to do another season when we're feeling ready to do again. Right, Nora? Absolutely. I think you couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) Yep. So we feel a little bit more refreshed. You know, we're just ending our two-week winter break and I know some podcasts have released a few episodes earlier on what the year 2020 has taught them. And even though we are already starting the new year 2021, we thought it would still be a great time to reflect on what this past year has taught us and what our hopes are for this new year. So Nora, what do you think we should talk about first about our first lesson in 2020? The first lesson that the year 2020 taught me was the importance of family. Honestly, um, I don't want to get sensitive here, but um, two of my younger brothers were shot. And um, I know it's not my story to tell, but if you guys are interested to hear their testimony, I shared it on my IGTV So yes, uh, 2020 definitely taught me about the importance of family and enjoying the little moments in life. What about you, darling? I definitely agree with you in how this past year has taught us on like the concept of time and spending time with each other. And so this past year, of course, we all know that many of us started working from home. And so, yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that concept of family there. Another thing that 2020 has taught us is um, in regards to our careers as music educators, man, oh man, has this year truly challenged us on what teaching really is. So, I mean, we definitely felt like we had to learn to be a little bit more techie, definitely had to learn how to be more flexible and Nora and I both discovered the value of finding a community even online. I mean, wow, to have this pandemic um, in a time where the internet has really connected us all has been so powerful, right, Nora? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and another thing is also seeing the power of social media and seeing how, you know, with Instagram and seeing how people are sharing each other's ideas and encouraging each other, um, sharing content and lesson ideas that they've done for free even. 
um, and even seeing um, different conversations on Facebook, some conversations on Facebook that were valuable and really challenging each other's thoughts. So I've really appreciated that we have the internet to connect with uh, other people, not just across the nation, but also across the world. You know, as you are talking about finding a new community, I think about a proverb that talks about like iron sharpens iron. And when you are being surrounded by educators that love teaching, that love uh, children, that share a similar uh, teaching philosophy, I think that makes you a better person. And I feel like too, social media was a platform that was used for accountability as well. You know, it was a a positive way to be encouraged because I know for me specifically when I had like those busy times and I didn't have a lot of time to plan a lesson, it was so beautiful to see. uh, So somebody that I'm thinking about is Gina, right? Uh, Music Plus Cuffy. She shared a lot of content for free. And even you, Darlene, there were times where I I would even call you and be like, hey, what are you doing with your upgrades? And you'll be like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> and and at the same vice versa, some colleagues will contact me and be like, what are you doing with your primary kiddos? And I will share that. So I think it's it's so beautiful to see that even in, in social media, or the people that you surround yourself with made you um, a better educator, I would say, during 2020. You know, you learn from others as well. What are your thoughts, Darlene? Oh, I so agree with that, especially at this time. And I think of our undergraduate friends, the ones who are pursuing music education um, as a career. And a lot of the times I will receive questions like, okay, what advice can you give to, mm. you know, a music ed major? And I mean, I could say so many things, like so many things. But one thing I mean, I will say is, hey, like see what a lot of teachers are doing. You know, don't just look at one or two teachers and be like, oh my gosh, they're like my dream person. But see, like, see what all these teachers are doing. Kind of pick and choose what you feel like would be kind of your jam. That way, you can start to form your own philosophy, your own style and how you teach. And I feel that without the internet, that would have been a lot more difficult. You know, you'd only be limited to, you know, actually traveling to teachers' classrooms or maybe watching a few videos of them on YouTube. But now, you know, you can pull up someone's Instagram, be like, okay, these are the lessons they like to do, okay. Or you can go on someone's YouTube channel and be like, okay, I see what kind of you know, classroom they have and what kind of lessons they do. Like there's a wealth of information out there for us to see what different teachers are doing. And I feel that the people studying music education now have so much to learn from because of the internet. Yeah, so totally agree with you on that. Do you have other thoughts on that, Nora? I think you said it well, especially those uh, students that are pursuing music education. Don't be discouraged Uh, because maybe you didn't have the opportunity to work with kids in person. I feel like see it as a way that COVID-19 helped you um, work with challenges that are thrown to you at the moment. And more than anything, I think Darlene said it well, learn to be flexible and go with the flow because there are some times that you cannot control the things that happen. You just can't. You just have to surround yourself with people that will be there for you to lift you up when you need it. And that way you can do the same to others. So yeah, see it as a good thing. 
for sure. <laughs> it's funny because as we were writing the outline for this episode, we actually weren't really planning to explicitly talk about reaching out to undergrad music majors, but that just popped in my head and recently because I'm just trying to imagine myself as a first, second, third year music major and trying to figure out, you know, my studies and how this directly correlates to what's happening in the real world. And oh my goodness, my heart just goes out to them. But I I sense a, I sense a change coming. I feel like this next generation of music teachers are just going to be so powerful. They're going to have such a unique wealth of knowledge with them, especially through this wild time. So I, I'm super excited. So people who are out there in college studying to be a music teacher, I am rooting for you. I'm so excited for you. And we are all here to help cheer you on. But anyways, I'm moving to um, another thing about what we learned in 2020 is, and we kind of touched a little bit on this, is on time. And in regards to reflecting and i think especially when during this pandemic when a lot of plans have been canceled many places have been shut down we're given you know the gift of time and just being at home and i think there's value in that because that allows us time to reflect and for me i used to have a very busy working schedule i mean friends who really know me they go oh yeah darlene you're so busy yes uh, i would concur and Nora's <laughs> nodding her head Nora is nodding her yes. I even had a friend text me the other day saying, are you really resting for winter break? I had to say, yes, I am. I promise you. I worked, you know, my normal elementary music job. I also worked at a music studio, which took up like almost 20 hours of my week. I also accompanied a children's chorus. Even before that, I used to work seven days a week. I didn't even have a Sabbath. This is such a big change that has been happening to all of us. It is important that we take the time to reflect and process what has been happening. And um, Nora and I have been super appreciative of the time we've had to not just reflect on our own time, but also reflecting with each other. And I think that's another important thing is um, bouncing off those ideas with other people you yes. trust in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, people who will also like validate how you're feeling. If you're thinking, oh my goodness, like I'm wrestling through all this and go, you know what? It's, it's okay to wrestle with all these different emotions and these different thoughts because that is part of reflecting. Reflecting isn't, okay, cool. I decide, I now know what to do from here on out. And then you just change five minutes later. Sometimes reflection does take a while um and it does also you know take its time one thing that i appreciated during our break was that we were able to just hang out we uh we went to go grab food and just sit down and just check in with one another and sometimes you need that you know sometimes you have colleagues that you tend to just focus on work 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 or for us it being goal oriented and and just creating episodes for you guys to listen. But that was just a beautiful moment where we were just able to check in how we were doing and we were able to just reflect during our undergrad times. And it was just a beautiful moment. We ate pupusas for those people that are wondering what we were eating. (laughs) Uh, So good. Right? (laughs) But yes, as time is given to us, we are definitely able to appreciate the little things. We are able to reflect on the things that we also need to grow on. 
And I feel like that's also a good transition to talk about some things that I learned about uh, the year 2020. And that was the importance of boundaries because of, of COVID and distance learning. I saw myself that I was working so many hours over time that I forgot about, like, it sounds so sad, but sometimes I forgot about my family. You know, I was so, so busy just creating content and then from content, just doing homework and then from homework, creating things for my kiddos at church. Uh, since we're not meeting in person, I was just overworking myself to the point that I, I got really anxious and very shaky and Yes, the gift of time was given to me, but I kind of dismissed that and I started getting more busy. But through that, I was able to learn that it's important to set boundaries, that it's okay if, if you're not a perfectionist, if you don't check all the boxes on the list for the day, like it's okay to, to give yourself some grace, you know, and I think, um, it's going to tie in with our, our next concept, you know, the concept of rest and taking care of our physical selves as well. What are your thoughts, Darlene? Oh, yeah, I agree with you. It's funny that, you know, people will say, oh, look, now you have all this time. But it just didn't make much sense because we felt like we were working more because we had to you know, but definitely the difficulty with establishing boundaries is you know, working from home, you know, having my living room transform into a music classroom. So literally our couch is probably three feet away from the TV because <laughs> I've had to be like, well, I need to like, so, you know, our TV is like super close. Like we're at a movie theater in the front Aww. row. Well, maybe it's not that close, but you know what I mean? So we've yes. had to, you know, sacrifice a little bit of that space mm -hmm. and it's challenging because it's such an open room to be mm -hmm. like okay time to stop working and but my computer and my space is just staring at me it's like right there it's yes. always available like some people will say oh close the door and i go i can't it's my living room <laughs> it's my workspace is it? it's my living room i can't do that so that physical boundary has been difficult um at first and sometimes you know, after contract hours, I would see an idea and I'd think, oh, I want to do this tomorrow. So then I would you know, work a f another hour or two just to prepare that extra lesson, even though I felt like I did enough work for the next day. So with boundaries, I've learned that, okay, in order to not work more than I should is was learning um, how to streamline everything, uh, learn prioritizing our physical selves too. Um, Nora and I were just talking about this earlier and on how one of our hopes is to take care of our physical selves by exercising and eating well. So now we're going to talk about our hopes for this new year, for 2021. And Nora, you have a lovely word that is your <laughs> word of the year for this, um, for this season. So what is your new, new word for us? Well... The word of the year for me would be growth. I definitely want to grow spiritually. That means uh, spending more time with God and in and pr and prayer. And another area that I want to grow is um, in my personal, emotional, and mental growth. I want to be a better sister to my siblings and just be more present with them, even though I, I can be busy because of the doctorate program that I'm pursuing. But 
it's also important to to be there for them, to support them in the dreams. I want to be a better daughter, like spend more time with with my mother cooking meals, you know, <laughs> she loves cooking. So I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to spend more time cooking with her. I have to, you know, you only get to be with him for so long. And not let anxiety or frustrations get control of me. So that means that just growing in self-care. For sure, in those areas I want to grow, physical growth, as as Darlene was saying, I bought a Peloton, guys. <laughs> and I think I only use it like three times or four times, you know. <laughs> but I need to get back on that Peloton and use it at least once a week. I tell myself it's in my room. So it's like staring at me. And okay, maybe this is not... Um, uh, a growth that a lot of people may talk about, but I want to grow in my finances. I want to live in a life of contentment, spend less because I, as an educator, sometimes I'm like, oh, I need the newest gadget. You know, I need to buy the newest computer or I need a nice microphone for my kiddos and things like that. Like, no, like sometimes it's, it's enough what you have, you know, and spend less and save more money. I need to think about my future too, as well. So um, and as an educator, I want to grow as an educator, finding content that is relevant for my kiddos at the moment. It's so easy to be like, oh, I need to teach my kiddos this certain content. But like, no, like in this season of life, we need to check in on them. How are they doing as a person? And just like us as adults, it feels so good when people check in on us. I feel like it's more needed for kids, you know. Um, Darlene, what word would you like to focus on this year? Nora, I really like that you chose the word growth, mainly because I feel that a lot of people will really resonate with that. So thank you for sharing. My word for this year is hope. Um, knowing exactly um, whom I have hope in. And sometimes what I'll see a lot in social media is things like you are enough you can do this you which to a degree there is some truth to that but I mean just to kind of backtrack a little bit part of my identity um, as a person is my faith and Nora and I are both believers we're both Christians and what we believe in regards of hope is not putting hope on ourselves but mainly putting hope in God Another hope I have is um, for continued rest and also active rest. And that could mean so many different things for other people. But for me, what active rest looks like is can my rest be time for me to reflect on what has been happening throughout the week or reflect on issues that are pressing in our world today? How do I reflect on those things? Another hope that I have is a hope that we can all continue to do our part to contain COVID-19. I'm hoping that we will all do what we can to make sure that it is contained and that we can all see each other in person and give each other hugs because boy, I really miss giving everyone a hug. Um, another hope I have is that um, music education can continue to be transformed in ways that can reach all learners to find their true connection to music and i know it sounds a little little flowery super out there but 
Through this pandemic, I was able to see children make music in ways that I would not have seen them. And this past season was a time for us to also truly see the gaps in education and see those who were not reached out. And I think now is the time for us to be more active in how we can better ensure that we reach out to all learners so that all learners can thrive in their unique ways. And I know maybe some people listening may think, oh, but it's just the system. Thing that concerns me with with that statement is when people just say, "Oh, it's just the system," and they keep blaming the system, but not actively doing something with what you can control. That can be a little bit problematic. Is because I feel that even if the entire system may not be benefiting all, we individuals still have power, and then when we come together, then we also have the power to break down the system so that everyone has a chance to truly experience music in that way. So that is my hope. My hope that that music education could really um, make sure that everyone can find their true musicianship, whatever that looks like. And my last one is the hope that we do not settle for simple ideas like just be kind to each other because (laughs) there is so much more to that. I hope that we continue to listen to each other, to seek each other out, take the time to understand each other, and to not be passive and silent about issues that especially hurt people in our community and most especially those who have been marginalized. So that is how we are wrapping up our first episode. I hope that has given you encouragement for this new year. And we are super excited also for this season because now we're going to feature some guest interviews and we have a couple people we're so excited to chat with and get to know and I hope you are also looking forward to those episodes as well. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Coloring the Melody. If you liked what you just heard, please subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to connect, please feel free to email us at coloringthemelodypodcast at gmail.com or visit us on Instagram at coloringthemelodypodcast. This is Darlene. And this is Nora. And we challenge you to think about how you can color your your melody. melody.